Hey, I'm Drea, and this is Unpopular Passion. What's up, everybody? Welcome back, and thank you for taking the time to spend another episode with me this week. Now, before we get into everything, I just want to give a little trigger warning. Today's conversation does get into the topic of mental health at times. This topic is one that I care very much about and think needs to be talked about. But of course, if you have any sensitivities to things like this or talks of suicide, feel free to skip this episode or just skip through those parts if you want, because the rest of this conversation is definitely a fun and uplifting one. Today, we talk about perspective a lot. I truly believe that perspective is everything. And you'll hear us say how important it is to try and understand someone else's perspective. Something that is (laughs) severely lacking in the world today. Things have the possibility of being so much different if we just all tried to see where each other were coming from. Now, I'll fully admit that I have failed to do that a lot. I can admit when I'm wrong, but I'm learning and getting better at it. Reflecting back on past situations in my life and looking at some of those things from the other person's perspective has actually changed the way I feel about a lot of it. You wouldn't want someone trying to invalidate your view So why would you do that to someone else? My guest today is an artist, amongst other things, and I'm excited to be a new owner of one of his one-of-a-kind canvas pieces, which you'll get to hear him talk about today too. And he customized it with details that were made especially for me and represent who I am. (laughs) I could not love it more. And you'll get to hear about one of my best and Alex's best birthdays that we actually celebrated together when we were complete strangers. (laughs) So please welcome Alex Boo. All right. Welcome to the pod. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for doing this. So, okay, before we get into everything, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, a little introduction? Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Alex. I'm 25, and I would say I'm a dreamer. Uh, I currently work in a law office just to make make money to save up because I'm currently moving to a different state to start a creative's house with some of my friends. I don't know if you know already. But I did I feel not, like, but yeah. definitely you didn't talk about that now. No way? Oh. No, I didn't. I thought Vinny or Vince would have told you. But. Uh-uh, but that sounds really dope. Yeah, so we're starting the house to uh, basically just like the main rule of the house is to follow your dreams. And yeah. That's so cool. I love that. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> so where are you guys um, planning on starting that? So we did. So initially it was Vince and I talking about moving to the PNW, the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. and we were probably going to go to Washington. So we are planning to move to Seattle or Bellingham. Just okay. depends on where we, just depends on where we uh, find a job. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, so probably like the first year or two, we probably have to have like a, another nine to five job just to pay rent and stuff. Yeah, of and course. Slowly, slowly build up our name and stuff like that. So we don't eventually have to do a nine to five and just do what we love. Yeah. Is, which is taking photos love and doing that. videography and just going mm-hmm. on adventures and just documenting stuff. So what exactly is it going to be? Like when you say a creative house, like like a studio or just like a gathering space for people, like what's your vision for it? Well, I mean, we're going to live there as well. Mm-hmm. And then if we, if we can, we can have like an extra room as our office. Okay. And there we just do our things like videography, photography, all that stuff yeah that's really cool so would you plan on like 
letting other people maybe like rent out the space and stuff to do stuff in? Probably in the future once we like expand more, but this is just yeah. like the beginning half of it. So yeah, you're still in like the, the idea phase. Yeah. yeah. So That's we kind of really don't, cool, yeah, like we don't really have like a, I don't know, like a, like a main idea, I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess that's how you can describe it. We're like, we're just, we're just doing it just so we can, I don't know, have like an excuse to move somewhere like really beautiful and yeah, and just do what we love. Yeah. So did you guys only decide on the Pacific Northwest after that recent trip you took? Like, did you just fall in love with it being there and <laughs> kind of decided? I mean, I mean, I mean that that road trip that we did, it did yeah. help decide that we would go to Washington, but we already kind of chose that place okay. before we even been there. Like I haven't, like I haven't even been to the PNW until that road trip, and I already chose Washington because oh, okay. I love pine trees and mountains. And I, I just saw the pictures on Instagram and like Google and all that. <laughs> and I was like, damn, so beautiful. Yeah. And then also I have I have like one or two friends up there as well. So okay. they're also part of they're also part of the uh, Yes Fam too. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you work in a law office right now? I didn't know that either. You did what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, yeah, you're like normal nine to five job. We've never talked about that. Yeah. So I've been working in this law firm for eight years now since, uh, yeah, since high school, because my dad didn't want me playing video games with my friends <laughs> and both of my parents know like the big boss here. So they just emailed okay. them. They're like, can I get my son in here? They're like, yep. So then I've been working here for eight years now doing uh, basically everything. So I've been here so long. So I've done like law clerk kind of stuff. So like the students who come in for law internships in the summer, I've done like the same assignments as them. I also do like office services, like the mail, filing. I work in the, currently I'm helping out the accounts payable department. So I'm doing a little bit of accounting. Yeah, that's and, a lot. Yeah. yeah, so pretty much wherever anyone needs help, I'm just pretty much there. So you have absolutely like no interest at all in this field <laughs> that you're nope, in? Nope, nothing at all. Yeah, it's all just for the money. How does it feel being there for so long doing that? Initially, I don't know, I'd say the first three or four years, I was like, okay, this is cool. I, like I learned like some office stuff and like have some experience now in the office. And then after maybe what, like the fifth year or so, I'm just like, uh, I don't want to be here anymore. But yeah, I can't like I can't find another job that pays this well with the same benefits and stuff like that. Yeah, I kind of hate like those things yeah. that tie you into something you don't really want to do. Yep, that's where they get you. They're like, because mm -hmm. it was definitely like that. <laughs> it was like that for me and my other job. Like mm -hmm. the amount, the amount of money, the benefits, and then for me, the big thing was the amount of vacation time I got every year. So I was like, man, I could just drop everything and travel like this many times a year and do all this with all this vacation time. And that was like the one thing that kept me there. And I was there for 10 years and I hey. hated that job. <laughs> and I was there forever because of that. But you liked it at the beginning though, right? I mean, not even really because it was retail. So I got the job when I was 18 just because I needed a job. Mm. And then it was pretty much every time I wanted to leave, I got promoted. So I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I'm making more money now and I have this and that now, so I should stay. And then eventually I ended up in a position that I actually really liked and it kind of was dealing with like admin stuff, like you were saying with like the accounts payable and stuff like that. Not quite, mm -hmm. but it was like admin and financial work. And I actually found that interesting and I did actually enjoy it, but it wasn't enough to like overcome the environment of it that I really didn't like. Was but this I, the job that you, that you said that you were like opening new stores and like just flying everywhere? Yeah. That so job? that okay. actually was another reason why I liked it because I was so good in my position that I would be chosen to open up stores in other areas and like basically get to travel for free and like just get to do other stuff wherever I was on my free time. And that was always so fun because I got to meet like a lot of really cool people too. But then they even changed the process they had for opening stores and they picked like a specific team. So then I pretty much didn't go anymore because it was like always the same five people instead oh. of picking and choosing and blah, blah, blah. So that took another good thing away. And I was like, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> but you're done with that job now, right? I quit that job recently, yeah. So I'm still like in a nine to five, but now I work at home, which has given me a lot more freedom to like do stuff like this. So even mm -hmm. though it's just another job for now, like it's given me 
more opportunity to do stuff I want to do. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So for that reason, I'm happy here for now. What do you consider your biggest passion in life to be? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I would say my biggest passion or like what I want to do in life would be uh, to, I guess, understand people's perspective more. Like, oh, wow, I, took I a, like that a lot. Yeah, because I, I took a psychology class uh, back in community college, and I really loved it. Mm -hmm. And just, like, hearing people's different perspective on, like, one subject really, like, piqued an interest. But then also because of, like, anytime someone has an argument, it's just, like, if your friend is on, like, one side, you would believe more of it without even asking the other person. So it's like, yeah. I, so I kind of want to understand like everyone's different perspective and like how their brain works and why they think this way. Is it because they grew up this way or is it, mm. they, did they learn something when they grew up? Stuff like that. So I would say I would want to understand people's perspective. So that's why it kind of ties in with me traveling the world. So uh -huh. I can experience different cultures and then see why they do these such things and stuff like that. Well, I love that. I, I can relate to that a lot, but I feel like if you were to ask me that question, that's not an answer I would have thought of. So I, I love that something that is something you're actively thinking about that you want to do that. Yeah. And it's also, well, I guess if you want to do like an easy answer, it's also my <laughs> art as well too. So, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So with your art and stuff, how long have you been doing that? Or is it something you've kind of always liked? Uh, when I was a kid, I've always had like a artistic thing where I would I would love to draw stuff like that. So I watched a lot of cartoons and anime and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I would just draw a lot of like the fantasy kind of stuff with like knights and I don't know, like Naruto or like a fairy tale for like some of the animes. So I would just like draw little things like that. And then I got into architecture, which I'm not studying anymore, but I got mm -hmm. into architecture because I love drawing so much. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed hand drawing. I, like I enjoy hand drawing more than things on the computer. Mm -hmm. And then that, and then I think, yeah, it kind of stopped a little bit for like a couple of years. And then I got into painting about a year ago and I started with one of my art jackets, like the first initial, that, that blue one with the brown color it has like those cubes on there and it says perspective on the sleeve. But yeah, I started, I think I've seen that one. Yeah, I started painting with that because I had a favorite artist and he was uh, putting his prints on jackets, but I couldn't mm -hmm. afford it. So then I was like, why don't I just try painting? So I went to Michael's, got some like cheap acrylic paint, and then I just started painting the jacket and then it came out really good. And then yeah, all my I friends like started lot, seeing actually. it. Yeah. And then all my friends started seeing it. And I was like, oh, do you do you do commission? I was like, huh? Like I, I, I wasn't even thinking about it because I just did it for myself. So I'm like, I could Oh, you didn't even here. have that idea yet? No, nothing oh, at all. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was only until maybe closer, I'd say, middle of this year of 2020 was when I started thinking about making it like a business and started making uh well like where I started painting canvases and doing mm -hmm. more jackets like I'm doing right now so yeah that is so cool so you weren't yeah. even like trying to make that into a business you're like I just <laughs> want something cool to wear and yeah. people just responded to it really well yeah and also because like other people like other people's merch or like clothes from other stores like it, it doesn't fit my um your style of clothing your style. Yeah. Okay, yeah yeah my aesthetic yeah so now i was like I, why don't i just design my own so that's yeah i like i can see what you mean too because i feel like like i don't really like to shop that much and then when i do i'm like oh maybe if this were a little different here and maybe like if this part wasn't quite like this i feel like i don't really like everything so then you get that idea in your head of like i should just do this myself yeah <laughs> And also because sometimes clothes don't quite fit your body, like the way yeah. you want it. Like some of them are too tight in this area and like too loose in this area. You're mm -hmm. like, why can't you just switch this and this? But yeah. Yeah, I think that all the time. Like if this right here were just like more like this other piece. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you, when you do your jackets, do you thrift them or like, how do you go about that process? Uh, Kind of thrifting. Well, I, I really just continue just like searching, searching online until I find like a really good deal. Okay. So it's kind of like, so it's kind of like, it's like, I would say it's like the same price as thrifting, mm -hmm. but I haven't been to a thrift shop to go looking for the jackets yet, but I probably yeah. should. 
<laughs> you just kind of search around for the stuff that you like. Well, how do you decide that too? Like, is it stuff that you like or are you kind of going person by person who orders them? Or like, how do you do all that? So if it's creating a jacket for another person, Mm-hmm. it's all based on the other person's like what they like and stuff like that so it's nothing to do with me so mm-hmm. I want to customize that jacket to that person and then yeah so if they want a blue jacket I have to go find like the certain blue jacket or they can provide me with the jacket that they want okay to yeah. mm-hmm. so then how did you start doing your canvases out of all this Ooh, I don't know <laughs> was that was that like another random discovery yeah it was just like a random thing i just started painting the canvas i can't like remember what my first canvas was i think yeah i can't yeah i can't remember what my first canvas was and i don't know why i started painting Mm -hmm. canvases maybe or or maybe it's because i wanted my own art on the wall or something like that it's kind of like the same reason why i started photography because i wanted to like blow up my own photos and put on put them on the wall rather than buy someone else's pictures so when I look mm-hmm. at it like a certain memory comes to mind so I guess it was kind of like that process of the painting the canvases so mm-hmm. so that's how you started doing your photography too yep I started that like beginning of college I think yeah okay and then the videography did that just kind of like come along with the photography Ooh. well I started I started in photography and then I kind of moved into videography because mm-hmm. I felt like videography you had to be more creative with your shots yeah and like the transitions because I never used to know how to like do all the fancy edits where like people did like the seamless edits from like one scene and then it kind of got close to a subject where it went black and then went and then it moved to a different scene so uh-huh. then I would start filming that transition physically with my camera yeah so I then, yeah so yeah so then that's why i felt like it, it was more creative so that's why i liked doing more videography which i still do a lot more than yeah and i mean your videos have been really cool especially like you guys have been doing like a lot of really cool spots that you've traveled to and it has just been shot so beautifully everywhere you guys go like especially the sand dunes and then everything in the pacific northwest like everything there looked amazing thank you thank you I mean, I can't give all the credit, but I'd say I, I give all the credit to Vince and Vinny for doing the shots of me. But sometimes, like, like sometimes I tell them like what kind of shot I want, and then they just yeah. go somewhere else. But it looks really nice, so mm-hmm. props to them because they're more portrait photographers, and I'm more like a. I mean, yeah, guy. for sure the portraits look cool, but then like your YouTube videos and stuff that you've put together so far, like those have come out really good too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those, those, I think. Yeah, the ones I've just released so far have just been from my phone. I've just been oh, filming, really? and, yeah, filming and editing with my phone. And I said I was supposed to release a YouTube video on my birthday. And then <laughs> I just started doing a whole bunch of trips and then everything mm-hmm. got kind of pushed back. And then I started my art business and then that kind of pushed all the editing to the side. So, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing I wanted to ask. So you're painting these jackets, then you have these canvas paintings. You're doing photography, you're doing videography, and you have your normal like nine to five job. Do you yep. ever feel like you're doing too much or do you ever like feel spread too thin? Oh yeah, for sure. I've had like my couple of weeks where I'm just like, there's too many, go- there's like too much stuff going on. Like I can't go on another trip because I have to paint this thing and just do next week and then stuff like that. So like mm-hmm. sometimes I kind of give myself like one free week out of or one free weekend out of each month just to like okay, chill at home yeah. and, and do all the paintings and stuff like that and then the other three weeks are for all the adventures so i'm kind of like stocked up on a whole bunch of footage and photos but i haven't had okay. the time to like fully edit all of them yet so i thought you were going to say that you set aside weekends like to chill but you set aside weekends to paint and then you have weeks yeah. of <laughs> traveling and stuff i mean i actually kind of like that better yeah i mean I, it's probably like one or two days out of the whole week of that of that chill weekend that chill mm-hmm. weekend to <laughs> yeah. actually like not do anything and just relax mm-hmm. but so yeah but then now i just keep adding to the platter of them so yeah because then. i could imagine like doing so much at once you could burn yourself out pretty quickly yeah but, but it's, then fun, it's also yeah i was gonna say it's also stuff yeah. that you love doing 
yeah so it's not like something I'm like oh I have to do this thing or something like that yeah like it's a different yeah. feeling than like oh I have this project for work that I have to do yep because if it's for work I'm just procrastinating I'm just putting that all the way to the end and then doing that later mm -hmm. so but then you were saying that you guys you and uh Vince right for your mm -hmm. creative house like you eventually want to quit like your normal jobs and then live off that so like what is it specifically you guys want to do for your career that you would want to be living off of i would probably be well pretty much like a like a content creator so i would just travel okay. different places and make like videos about those places maybe like one like an informative video and then one more of like a uh like a montage and just like a whole overlook of that place that i'm going to so I'd probably be like doing YouTube and then doing Instagram. And then uh, my art would be, I don't know if it, if it could be like my main business, that'd be, that'd mm -hmm. be really cool if it is. But yeah, as of right now, be. it's, it's yeah, as of right now, it's more like a side business, mm -hmm. which is helping funding my trips, which then would do, it's like a whole cycle where I would just like yeah. put the money back into it and then stuff like that. So that's what I would do, like have my art and then have my travels and live mm -hmm. off that. That sounds really cool, actually. And it's it's smart to think of like to have one side business funding the other business. And then also those things are both just like stuff you like to do for fun that kind yep. of feed your soul as well as making a living off of it, which I feel like is one of the hardest things to do. Because I heard that quote that said, um, if you do something really well, you shouldn't be doing it for free. So that kind of stuck with me. So that's okay. Why. Yeah, I like that too. Because I definitely feel like I've had an issue with valuing what I do. Because I was talking to one of my friends about some about I think singing at a wedding or something. And mm -hmm. he was asking me like, Oh, well, how much are you charging them? I was like, Well, I'm not gonna charge them. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not a professional. Like, this is not something I've done a lot of. So I'm just doing them a favor. And we kind of got into this conversation about valuing yourself and like knowing your worth and if they have a service that you want then it's a service worth paying for and that's yeah. honestly something i've had a huge issue with <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't be doing that stuff for free yeah i came to terms with that <laughs> yeah exactly so like did you ever have any kind of issues with like when it comes to that or like pricing your stuff or selling your stuff i mean i was kind of in the same boat as you where it's like i never even thought of like monetizing the, the things that I do like really well. Yeah. So then I'm just kind of at a, at a loss when they ask me like, how much do you charge? I'm like, uh, so then I just asked one of my other friends who, who, uh, who does monetize the same, like same kind of work. So I get, so I kind of get like a general idea and then I kind of judge off of that and like how much work I put into it. And then mm -hmm. that's where I figure out how much. Yeah. I feel like that's always kind of a hard thing to do is like pricing your own stuff. But yeah, it does, again, just kind of go back to if you do it well, don't do it for free. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard things like along those lines, but I haven't heard that specifically, but it completely makes sense. I like it. So have you been able to travel much? I mean, obviously, a lot of people are not with the state of the world right now. Yeah. But I mean, like with the little adventures and stuff that you guys have been doing, do you mm -hmm. think that's kind of like feeding your need for that? Or do you still feel kind of held back? I still kind of feel held back because I'm still in the city that I was born and raised in. Mm -hmm. So this whole, like the whole of LA just feels too comfortable for me. Yeah. So then that's why I want to just move to somewhere different where I literally, where I pretty much almost know no one. Yeah. Just to, I would say, cause it's kind of hard to grow. It's like the same quotes that everyone says where it's like, it's hard to grow in your comfort zone. And the only way to grow is to be outside your comfort zone. So like this whole city of LA feels too comfortable for me. So that's why, even though I'm still doing all the, those little tiny like road trips and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I still come back to LA and I'm still doing like the nine to five again and again for like Monday through Friday. So it feels too comfortable. And it's kind of like a, it's like a cycle that you keep doing again and again. Yeah, no, yeah. I get that completely. And sometimes I feel like that is almost an issue I was having with traveling is I would be so excited to like get into a new environment around new people. And then as soon as I'm back home, it's like, oh, well, here I am again. 
But for me personally, um, the whole like quarantine and everything gave me a little bit more of a new appreciation for being at home. And like, I feel like I kind of needed to slow down and like I was gone too much. And like I said, I didn't like coming home. So I wasn't really appreciating everything I had at home. Mm. So that has changed a lot for me this year. So would you still stay where you are living right now or would you want to move? Oh, I definitely don't want to stay here for sure. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm still in the same city I was born in too. So yeah. I want to experience like a lot of new places. I do kind of have a plan laid out for like, I want to purchase a home here first so I could use that later on as income and rent it out and then move somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but I definitely want to get out of Vegas. This is not where I want to stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also, yeah, very important to have multiple sources of income in case like yeah. your main one kind of fails and you still have something to back you up. Mm -hmm. Which is another thing I didn't really learn about until this year. I definitely feel like being in my nine to five was just kind of stuck in that employee mentality and not mm -hmm. even thinking about other options and other things to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So where'd you want to move? Uh, the first place I want to go is New York. I really want to live in New York. That's like been one of my dreams forever. And I think I also want to live in Tokyo for a while. Ooh, I don't okay. know when down the line, but I loved it there so much. And I want to live there for a little bit at least. Is it the culture, the food, the people? It was all of it. Well, all so with it. the people, like, I feel like they definitely keep to themselves a lot. Like, no one really kind of like looks up at each other. But at the same time, if you are in a situation where you're speaking to somebody or you need help, they would always go out of their way to help us when we were there. Like when me and my friend were looking for directions to a train, um, we had just eaten at this like, like food truck kind of stall thing. And after we were done eating, we asked the guy cooking for directions to the train and he didn't speak any English. So he literally like crawled under a table out of the stall to like walk us to the corner and point out the train for us and show us where to go. We, were, we felt bad because we were like, did it mean for him <laughs> to go through all that? But like he was, he just wanted to help. And then it was like that with other people around too. So it's kind of crazy how much everyone is like very to themselves and, you know, really keeps to themselves. But at the same time, like if you need help, they're so incredibly friendly and respectful. So I did like that, but also, yes, the food, just like the look of the city, everything was amazing. And the pictures you took too. Wow. It was, yeah, it was beautiful yeah. everywhere we went. And we were there for like eight days and still did not see or do everything. Like there's so much. So would you like live like near the beach, near the mountains or inside the city? Well, I don't know, that's hard. Cause I love the city, but I feel like it's easy to get anywhere so I could like live near the mountains and like kind of away from everything and still go to the city anytime I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So what would you say is your favorite trip you've been on or like favorite culture that you've experienced? Okay. I would say <laughs> <laughs> my favorite trip is like a tie because it's, it's that PNW road trip that we just did, but mm -hmm. also the, the road trip that we did at the beginning of the year on it was like january 2nd to the 4th or something like that it was like the first the first weekend of this year in january when um when the other yes fan members were still over here the ones um what was it roxana and awana from from romania elsa from france and elena from germany mm -hmm. so they were all at vegas and i think it was i think it was vinny's idea to do a road trip so we did like three states in three days, pretty much. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we started from Vegas. So we got there the night before to Vinny's house and then we had everyone sleep at Vinny's house. So it's like a full house at Vinny's. Yeah. He was actually talking about that. Yeah. And then we woke mm -hmm. up like at, I don't know, like six or seven in the morning. And then we left from there to go to Utah to visit Zion. And that was my first time ever for Zion. I think there was like 12 or 13 of us total with four cars following each other through all the states so mm -hmm. we went to zion first and then we spent pretty much the whole day there and then uh see so yeah, we had dinner and then i think the only thing we had 
I mean, the, like throughout the whole trip, the only thing that was planned was the Airbnb and the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. And so we got there. So we, after Zion, we got dinner. And I think we went to the Airbnb, which was in Arizona, which was down the street from Horseshoe Bend, which we went to the next morning after. And I think, I think that, that day, the, the last day of the trip, the second, second to last day of the trip was the most spontaneous part of it. Because we went to Horseshoe like at sunrise, went back, had breakfast, and then from there we we finally started going to the Grand Canyon, which mm-hmm. we didn't which we didn't get to until around like three or four p.m. So we because because we, we would like pull over randomly because we saw snow, we had a random <laughs> snowball fight off the side of the road, oh, which is like, the coolest thing ever. Yeah. yeah. And then we had that for maybe what like half an hour or so, and then we drove further down and we followed this, and we saw this little um, this really cool what's it called like the op- it was like an opening between like two small mountains or something so we pulled over and had like a like a mini photo shoot there too as well yeah and then after with that, all these we, photographers you have to stop yeah. and have all these photo shoots <laughs> yeah because we have all a whole bunch of photographers there mm-hmm. and then what else yeah and then we got lunch and then on the way to Grand Canyon again we pulled over on a smaller road because one of our other friends Zach he brought his drone and he wanted to get like a drone shot of like the whole caravan of us, all four cars. So we were filming that for like a little bit to get the right uh-huh. shot. So we would just like pull over randomly <laughs> just to get shot and stuff like that. So it's kind of like pull a whole bunch over, of film, drive, pull yeah. over. Yeah. And then also, I really, I forgot to mention in Zion, uh, my best friend and I, Mickey, which, you know, I met mm. on our, on the same day on the, on the bungee jump thing. Which is still uh, so crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like the thing was like everyone was taking photos because uh, we went we went down to this um I guess you can call it like a prairie or something. It was like a whole bunch of long grass. So mm-hmm. it kind of looked like we were in the in the uh, like in Africa with like the long grass and like trees everywhere. <laughs> just just like without the animals and stuff. Yeah. Like everyone like everyone was having their photos on the side. And then Megan and I were just like I told him to put the camera down and then we would just like run across the frame. Like, we were just running around like through the long grass like little kids, just yelling and stuff like that. So that I think was probably the best part about that trip. But yeah, it's always like those little unplanned things that mm-hmm. kind of make the best memories and like make the trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also the people too, because we had like a whole bunch of people and there's like a couple, like four or five of them from different countries. And it was like the first time in America. So that was really cool. That, that and then also, also the PMW trip, which was by far like the best thing I would say I've ever done. And, uh, yeah, because everywhere we looked in the PNW in Oregon and Washington, it was just pine trees and mountains. And it was that was like really cool. But like what stood out to me the most, because I'm used to LA traffic. Mm-hmm. So the, the traffic in, in, in the PNW, people are so polite. Where if they drive slow <laughs> in the outside lane, they move over for you so then you can pass. And that to me was like the best thing about the PNW was that if the slow driver saw like someone catching up, they would move over. that is so funny to me that that like stuck out to you so much but again it's like you were saying how um how interesting it is to see like people's different perspectives depending on like how they grew up and depending Mm -hmm. on their environment like something like that would never stick out to me yeah (laughs) because i feel like it's not it's not super common for that to happen here but it's also not uncommon yeah and i feel like that's something that i do like if i'm on the freeways and stuff but that's so interesting that something like that really stuck out in your mind of like this huge trip simply yeah. because you spend every day in that LA traffic. Yep, because that never happens here. So yeah, that's so funny. I'm just like, finally, someone moves over. <laughs> yeah. So how you were saying that you have a passion to like understand other people better and understand other cultures and like experiencing other cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like that kind of changes the way you behave around new people? Uh, yeah, I would, mm-hmm. yeah, I would, I would agree with that because when like I start talking to someone new, I kind of try to put myself in their shoes and try to see it mm-hmm. from their perspective. So now like anything I talk about or see or something like that, I always try to put myself in another person's shoes to see from yeah. their perspective. Yeah which is a great quality to have, honestly. And we need more of because (laughs) it's honestly something that you would feel like 
I don't want to say would be common sense, but like something you would feel like a lot of people consider. And mm -hmm. then it just seems like so many people don't even take the time to consider those things of like where somebody else is coming from, how somebody else feels like when they talk about something. And I feel like that's a huge problem, especially now, like in the world we live in with, I hate the fact that it's called cancel culture. It's not culture. It's just <laughs> people being closed minded, but like, yeah. that's what it is. It's like, you say one wrong thing or you disagree on one thing and suddenly someone's completely against you for something or yeah. like, you can't like this or, and that you have to pick one or the other. I cannot stand that way of thinking. And I mm -hmm. feel like everyone just needs to be a little bit more open-minded and kind of like try and see where the other person is coming from. Yeah, I'd say, and also like a little bit less sensitive too, because you can't say one thing without at least one person getting offended somehow. Yeah, I feel like that's such a weird topic today because there are some things where you could say like, oh, well, you're being too sensitive. And then at the same time, there are a lot of things that we've, needed to learn to be more sensitive about like there's a lot of things now we can't say that we used to say which is completely understandable like some mm -hmm. things are just not acceptable anymore but then yeah there's also like you know you need to dial it back a little you can't <laughs> take every <laughs> single thing that comes out of my mouth offensively yeah. but then yeah it comes back again to like trying to understand the perspective and not just being like well you shouldn't say that because a b and c blah 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 yeah but also ties in with uh, like how people are raised too. And like, yeah. they believe a certain thing and that's why they think that thing's offensive while another person grew up this way and they think that's not offensive because they kind of grew up with it being normal and the other person didn't think of it as normal. So I think yeah, that's kind of exactly. how they are raised too. Mm -hmm. So that's why like, I feel like people need to like spread more empathy around the world and try to understand more about people because everyone grows up differently. So they think about different subjects differently. So that's why people should understand more about other people. Definitely. I feel like psychology should be a requirement in school. Mm -hmm. Yep. I feel like if everyone like really took the time to kind of even learn a little bit of something like that, it might make you think differently a little bit. Yeah, it's like the coolest thing ever. It's like, why would you not want to understand like, oh, because we do this thing because we did this thing when we were little or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so crazy too, like how the smallest little thing from your childhood could change the way you think about something forever. I think that's also why I kind of like um, putting myself in other people's shoes because I like that learning aspect where I want to like understand why this person did that. So it's kind of yeah. like a, like a little win-win situation for me, I guess. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had an experience or a situation where you actually saw someone's perspective about something change or like somebody's understanding about something change yeah i would say so because uh like through yes fam when i like i just like making friends around the world so yeah. when i first meet people i kind of tell them already that we're gonna be having like deep conversations i'm gonna like pick your mind apart and stuff <laughs> like that yeah so then like, like we start talking stuff like that and then they start being more vulnerable and then they ask me about my perspective and then from what i tell them it kind of changes their mindset a little mm -hmm. to then think about it in a different way because usually when people are, are closed-minded they just it's like a tunnel vision where they yeah exactly. just see this thing in their perspective and they don't see anything outside the box mm -hmm. so then that's that's why i like having deep conversations so then i can put my perspective into it and then their perspective into it as well so then each of us can see each other's perspective from outside our own like tunnel vision kind of perspectives. Yeah. Do you have like a specific example? I mean, if you don't, it's fine, but I'm just curious. Hmm. Let me see. But I would say like one of them would be like about love and relationships mm -hmm. and how that person saw love a certain way mm -hmm. where they kind of believed uh, society's like norms about love yeah and then and me being like the old soul and then i told them my perspective and it kind of just brought in their thinking about it and mm -hmm. it's more over like a heartbreak kind of deal so okay. like how they dealt with it and like how i dealt with it because 
I went through a rough patch in my life last year. I don't know if I told you the story. But not really. You like today? barely mentioned it once, but not even really. <laughs> okay. Should I just tell it right now? I mean, it's I'm, totally I'm pretty up open. to you. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. up to you. Like, I'm pretty open about all of that now because of that event. So last yeah. year in spring of 2019, I got super depressed to the point where I had like suicidal thoughts and everything <laughs> due to the reason because I, for one, was also, I also got my heart broken, but the majority half of that whole stress was the, the high expectations of of my parents that held what they held on to me because like because oh. like being like an Asian like being like an Asian kid like you have your priorities like oh you gotta finish school yeah. quick you be a doctor attorney mm -hmm. or like an engineer or something like that so that just all got to my head eventually like over like over like the course of a couple of years or maybe like my whole life pretty much yeah like it like back then before I am now I used to bottle everything up mm -hmm. until. So that in spring of 2019 was when that bottle finally exploded because I couldn't handle it anymore. Yep. But then like that part was like the lowest of the lows ever. And I wouldn't be here if I didn't get past that, I would say. Mm -hmm. And because of that, that whole, that whole event, I think it made me better myself as a person and kind of opened my mind to being more spontaneous, being more open. So like back then was, I think yesterday, I think that's, that was when I first started watching yesterday was like when I was in that little phase because I can't really re remember that much. It's kind of all yeah. black and kind of blocked out. Yeah, it's kind of blurry. Yeah. But basically, I would just like, because um, I joined the yesterday group, the Facebook group, but I would just be like the like one of those lurkers where it's just like, look at the post, like, oh, those people are media. Okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. And then actually when I first met you, that was, I think, maybe a month in where I finally got fully active within the group so I was like still brand new to the group but mm -hmm. I just I just fully embraced the whole seek discomfort just being open and vulnerable clearly so, we organized a huge event of strangers <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was pretty crazy that was pretty mm -hmm. crazy yeah so because of that the whole event where I got super depressed I felt like that opened my mind and I had to rewire my brain and the way I thought to get yeah. through that and I got, and my parents didn't know about it until this year, actually, maybe like four or five months ago is when I oh, finally wow. told them. Yeah. And only my closest friends knew about it. Mm -hmm. And I got through that whole phase pretty much by myself and just like a little bit help from my friends, really. Or like, I just, it was just like to the points where I would just like sit in my apartment all day and just lay in bed and do nothing. And like, sometimes I would go out with my friends and like the little things that they did, even though they don't know about it. Like those little things they did just brought joy to me. So that that kind of helped me get through it pretty much. Mm -hmm. And also because of the Yes Fam and how crazy and spontaneous people are. I'm like, oh dang, this is this is really cool. Yeah. So yeah. I think because of that event. I forgot I forgot what the question was. Did you ask me something? About I honestly forgot what we were talking about and it veered yeah. off into this, but it's fine. But yeah. thank you for sharing that. Cause I know yeah. that can be really hard to talk about. And yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know, but I completely relate to that. I've been in that situation before too. And I kind of only really openly started talking about it this year. Cause for me, that was 10 years ago when all this happened to me. And I was kind of like at my lowest point with like my depression and everything. And I, this like past couple of years, I started to realize like one of the things that I'm trying to advocate for is breaking the stigma around talking about it. And I don't feel like I can really say to other people like, oh, don't be afraid to talk about it if I can't talk about it myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this year I've kind of been a little bit more open with it. So thank you for that. Cause I know it's not always the easiest yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then people think I'm crazy when I'm saying it. They're like, wow, you're so open. Like what the, so like, because I've been so open about myself, I yeah. feel like I've helped people come out of their shell and be more open about that, about mental health. Oh, it, yeah, it for sure does. Because yeah. I, even I feel like nowadays, the fact that it's so much more spoken about, it's easier to talk about it. Because mm -hmm. 10 years ago, this was not something anybody spoke about. Like oh, yeah. when, Nothing. when I was going through it, I didn't even know, like, I had never even heard the word depression. I didn't even know what it was. Like, I didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. And so now things have changed for the better, at least. And yeah, I feel like the more people talk about their experiences, the easier it is for other people to kind of be like, okay, I'm not alone. I 
am not weird or, you know, the preconceived notions for like feeling like yeah. this and dealing with this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it definitely does help other people like break out of that headspace when they don't want to talk about it. Do you think, do you think you didn't even like think about mental health, like mental illness and all that stuff like that? Is it because like how you were raised or? I do think, yeah, I feel like, like you were saying with the whole kind of being raised in an Asian household, like there are <laughs> yeah. certain, yeah, there are certain things you kind of stick to. And I think it seems that in Asian cultures, like speaking about your emotions is just generally not something you really do. Yep. And then especially like, um, like therapy and things like that, when people are like, oh, are you crazy? Or, you know, like they have this <laughs> yeah. like horrible mindset about it. And it's, yeah. it used to not be seen as like a healthy thing to do for yourself. It kind of had this, mm -hmm. you know, weird cloud surrounding it. But yeah, I would definitely say uh, culture was a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was the same for you, but it's like how I was raised was that you had to be like, you were always raised like a strong person, you had a strong mind, and then they just never thought about like depression or anything like that. So they just, so like, just like you said, it just never came to mind. So they, because they just assumed that you would grow up uh, like really strong and stuff like that until, yeah. like, like when I told you, like I told my parents this year, and then they finally understood and we actually sat down and had a full-blown conversation tears mm -hmm. were going everywhere and stuff like that because I was trying to explain to them about all mental health so now they actually understand about it and, exactly. and are more open maybe a little bit more but not as much as I would like but they're more mm -hmm. open about it now yeah I definitely feel that way too it is like I was always raised to like work hard and like just be strong-minded and that's especially when I mean I don't know if you are but like when your parents are immigrants like that's the mentality you have to have coming yep. into it is you're just going to be strong yep. and you're just going to work hard and you're just going to do what you have to do to get by. Yeah, that's what they told me. Um, so me and my mom still like, we didn't really talk about it in depth. Like after everything happened, obviously she knew about everything. But like I said, this year, um, when I started talking about it, I did this YouTube video. Um, I have a friend in New York. His name is Lloyd, who actually I met through the Yes Fam too. And he's a therapist. And he has this YouTube series called there. Uh, it's called the faces of mental health. And so he talks to different people about their experiences with the goal of showing like, it doesn't look one way. Everyone's experience is different. Mm -hmm. Like anybody could be going through this. And so yeah, she watched the video and she was like, I, I saw it like I was crying. And so I think it was the first time she really heard like my point of view, my whole mindset. And mm -hmm. she was never really like rejecting it or against it or anything we just never really had like that discussion so but now she has heard all the details and is like fully <laughs> immersed and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. because if you think about it if you put ourselves in our parents shoes i think our mindset would be kind of like theirs because they just kind of because they're like them being immigrants they just sucked it up and just continued on and just did everything so that's yeah. why their mindset was like if we got through it then you can get through it exactly yeah and that's another thing about understanding someone's perspective is like they had to be that way they had to like be strong and do what they had to do to get by whereas now yes we do but we have a little bit more openness and a little bit more option thanks to mm -hmm. them being that way yeah which i think we we took for granted because that's why sure. we didn't yeah that's why we didn't understand it from their perspective and that's also why they don't understand it from our perspective exactly yeah okay so it was kind of brought up a little bit, but like the one thing I want to make sure to talk about just because I love this story is how we met. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well, like I want to hear it from your perspective after I see it from mine. But oh, yeah, exactly. how we, yeah, so how we met was at Yes Live, which is the whole event that an online community of called uh, Yes Theory they held for us. So I think it was so I had known Vinny or, mm -hmm. or I haven't met him yet, but I had talked to him a little bit over like Facebook Messenger. And I was like, oh, super cool dude. And then he was like, oh, you're going to Yes Live. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to Yes Live. So I think, yeah, so because of that, we met up at Yes Live. And I think you came with Vinny, right? You yes, me and him came together. Yeah, so you came with Vinny. And then he told me that on the way here, you were talking about going bungee jumping for your birthday. Mm -hmm. And then also because I had mentioned to him that I was going bungee jumping for my birthday. Yeah. So like, I initially, I think, was playing it for all my birthday 
because I think it fell on like on a Friday or Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then I met you and then I was like, I'm going bungee jumping for my birthday. <laughs> and then I think I forgot I forgot how you I forgot how you acted or something, but I think I think you say you're down, right? Yeah. Did you well, say you're done? Yeah. I was like iffy because of like work and everything. So I wasn't able yeah. to say yes like right away. But yeah. as soon as you said it, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I wanna do that. <laughs> yeah. So this was like middle of October. Yeah, middle of October was when Yes Life happened. I think, I think so. Something like that. Yeah. So Yes Life happened and then I um I post I think after that day, like after talking to you, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make a post about it. And then I posted on the Facebook group. And this was, like I said, I was brand new to the group. So I, I had only known like maybe four or five people out of the whole LA group. And I just mm -hmm. posted, uh, I was like, I'm going bungee jumping on my birthday, which was the exact day of your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I was like, who wants to join? And then we got like a whole bunch of messages. I think we got like 30 something people to mm -hmm. meet up in the middle of nowhere in the mountains where there's no signal and we barely <laughs> knew anybody. We just showed up like at seven in the morning. And then, um, you know what the crazy thing is I remember though about that is yeah. when you first started the group and you first started like the separate chat, you mm -hmm. were saying that like we get a discount if we get more than 12 people. And I remember right, right. for like a week, we couldn't even break 12 people. And oh, we were yes, like, oh yes, shit, yes. like, yeah, we were like, can we get more people? And then for some reason, all of a sudden it went from like nine people to 30 people out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I was like, whoa. Because yeah, like, uh, people were like, Bungee jumping, oh, it sounds kind of scary a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah, so we did all of that. And then th that was super cool. I was like, wow, this girl is like super spontaneous. to drive <laughs> down from Vegas by herself on her exact birthday. What time did you leave in the morning to get there? Um, I had to time? leave. So the day before, I had a billion things to do. I had to work. And then yeah. I had like three freaking birthday parties for my nieces and nephews all on the same day. <laughs> and... I don't know. Like, I think back then I was a little, even though this was what, like a year ago, <laughs> I say yeah. it like it was so long ago, <laughs> yeah. but I think for a while I used to be very concerned with like, I always feel like I needed to be a part of everything. Whereas mm -hmm. now I kind of see the importance of like just doing something for yourself. So I didn't feel like I could skip the birthday parties. So I went to work <laughs> and then I went to the birthday parties. And then I think at like 8 PM, I drove down to LA and I got there at like either midnight or 1 AM. Okay. And then had to be up it. at like 5 a.m. to yeah. go drive to the bungee jumping spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for anyone listening, that bungee jump was in the, was it, it's called the Bridge to Nowhere. Yeah. In the Angeles Forest. Yeah. Where you have to meet up like at 7 a.m. to hike 10 miles to get to the bridge. Well, five miles there and then five miles back. Crossing yeah, through so like, like super cold miles. rivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like super cold rivers because it was like in the middle of fall. Getting it close was to freezing. Winter. Yeah. And it was, there was no sunlight because it was 7 a.m. No. Yep. And we and were like in parts, between mountains. Yeah, some parts we had to go in almost waist deep, or, or I guess some people were waist deep in the water too. Yeah, I think for me it was like thigh high walking through yeah. the waters. It was like freezing cold water. And then even at one point they were like, find a buddy and link arms so you don't get washed <laughs> away. Yeah. That hike was no joke. I There was yeah. one point I honestly thought I was going to fall off a mountain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's like one part where everyone had to go a single file along like a little tiny mm -hmm. path. Where if you kind of, it was just like a little, like a sandy slope where if you just, yeah, it wasn't even a step, path, it was just slide literally off. a slope. <laughs> like we had to like walk sideways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I missed that trip though, because I met, it was like, I made so many very close friends because of that day. Mm -hmm. And that's where I met, the, that's where I met my best friend, Miggy, Miguel. Yeah. Which everyone thought we were like best friends for years. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. the like fact that you met him the same day I met him and you guys are as <laughs> close as you are. Yeah, mm -hmm. like people think we're like best friends for like multiple years, like maybe since like yeah. high school or like middle school. But I literally met him that day, which mm -hmm. I didn't even talk to him that much that day. Like I showed up in his because he makes vlogs. So I showed up in his video for like a couple seconds. <laughs> but then it was like after that trip. And then we did like a um, we went to Universal together. And I think it was mm -hmm. that day that we got like closer and we became like better friends on that day. But yeah, I met him through great. that. And then he told me about his trip to South Africa and all that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, damn, this guy's cool. And then also like some other people from that trip are also my now close friends. Yeah. So that was like super cool. That was probably like the most craziest and spontaneous thing I did back then. Like around that time, like through all mm -hmm. my years up until that point, that was like the most craziest thing ever. And like the amount of strangers I met. Yeah. Know. I think I could say the same for me. 
like middle of nowhere, 30 strangers, <laughs> like what the? <laughs> so from my perspective, the way it happened, it was me and Vinny were driving to LA from Vegas. And so on the drive, we were talking about a bunch of stuff and he invited me to go skydiving. And so I told him that I didn't really want to go skydiving in Vegas again because I had already done it. So I want to do it like somewhere nicer next time. <laughs> and What's wrong with Vegas? Because, <laughs> because the skydiving place in Vegas is literally in the middle of nowhere and all you see is dirt and mountains. So it's not like exciting, <laughs> at least my opinion. Um, so I told him, I was like, my birthday is coming up. I think I want to actually go bungee jumping for my birthday. And so he mentioned, he's like, oh, I've actually been talking to somebody um, in LA who they're planning a bungee jumping trip too. At that time, he didn't mention that it was for your birthday, but just that he had been talking to someone mm -hmm. who wanted to bungee jump. And so I had kind of forgotten about the whole conversation when we got there because, you know, we were at the event and everything and meeting people. And then it was when we were in the parking garage um, and we met those two girls with a tiny house on their oh, truck. Oh, right, yes. But I couldn't remember how it came up, but you had mentioned, and you weren't even talking to me, you were talking to somebody else, and you had <laughs> mentioned bungee jumping and I heard it. And that's when I turned to you and I was like, wait, you're the one who's planning on bungee jumping because Ben told me about it. And so then you told me you were planning on going for your birthday and that um, you, and you invited me to come like right off the bat. We didn't even really know each other at all. Like we hadn't yeah. even really talked that much, but you were like, hey, do you want to go? And at first I was kind of iffy because I was like, I don't know if I can get off work, blah, blah, blah. And that's when I asked, oh, when are you going? And you said, I'm going for my birthday, which is on the 28th, but we're bungee jumping on the third. And I like internally kind of freaked out. I was like, oh shit, that's the day of my birthday. And as soon as I said that, your response was, well, now you can't say no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you said, meant to now, be. <laughs> yeah, it's like now, yeah, that's exactly what you said. You said it's meant to be, you have to come. Yeah. And so from that second, I was like, fuck it, whatever I have to do to make this happen. <laughs> I'm coming. And so I decided, I was like, this is all too perfect not to go. And then, so the fact that you got 30 strangers to like drop everything and go was crazy. And then, yeah, like you said, meeting so many people that day was so cool. Like I met these two guys, one guy lived in LA, I think. And the other guy was only there on vacation from Boston. Mm -hmm. And he was, I think he was supposed to go back home that day or the next day or something. And he was like, yeah, we just kind of dropped everything and decided to come here. And I thought that was so cool. And then there was even people there who weren't part of the yes fam. Like people would bring along other friends and they were just like talking about oh, how right. cool it was. Yep. <laughs> like the fact that there's all these strangers here and everyone just kind of dropped everything to come. Like it was such a wild experience and it was so much fun. And I think it's up there with one of my best birthdays for sure. <laughs> Me too, me too, for sure. Mm -hmm. So, got to plan the, the shark, swimming with sharks. Oh, yeah, the shark, the yeah, the shark swimming with sharks, mm -hmm. yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention, because, like, every birthday from last year, I already made a plan that each year I would do something adrenaline rushing. That's why bungee jumping came into my first idea. Okay, what, did you do yeah. anything adrenaline rushing for your last birthday? For this year? Uh, yeah. Nothing. No. I mean, I just, I took a solo trip to Catalina Island, Okay. I, I mean, that's bike. still different. Yeah, I took my bike and I just rode around the island and explored because I haven't been there for like a couple of years. I've only been there when I was a kid for like my one of my one of my dad's works summer picnic. We went there and mm -hmm. that was like the last time I was ever there. So going again this year was like a whole, it was like a new experience for me because it was like seeing things that I kind of remembered when I was younger, but I'm also exploring newer things because I was on a bike. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, that's sure shark diving. Shark yes. diving next year. Oh, and then also, uh, after bungee jumping, like I had just met Miguel that day too. The next day, mm -hmm. he took me to Disneyland for my birthday. All like, right, yeah, yeah, and we yeah. didn't know each other either. <laughs> and when we went to Disneyland, he had a friend meet him there from Germany, and she was just there visiting, and they had met in Africa. And that like whole time just felt so crazy, like meeting all these strangers from all over the world, doing such random yeah. things. Okay, so right now, coming to the close of a super crazy year, do you have one thing that comes to your mind right now that you want to accomplish in 2021? Ooh. If you could pick Ooh. one thing that you for sure. One thing. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I would say building up my audience 
for like my dream job of being a content creator. So building up my Instagram and then finally posting videos to YouTube and just just being like constant with that so I can get my name out so I can start doing like or like start traveling the world and getting paid for it or mm-hmm. getting sponsorships or something like that. So I would say that would be like the top, top goal for sure. And also doing like something with the dreamer house. I don't know what yet, but. But something has to happen. Yeah. Maybe we'll start like our own little business where we have like services where people, if they need photographers or videographers or something like that. Dope. Well, you said it now it's in the universe. You have to, (laughs) you have to make it happen. Yeah. Okay. So last thing to close this out, do you have any advice or words of wisdom you would want to share with people? Ooh. I'll just like throw out all my favorite quotes that kind of <laughs> mean something to me. But like, like my quote used to be, I think like when I met you, it was the what's meant to be will be type deal. And you said so, that like, a lot at that time. Yeah, I said it a lot, a lot like, <laughs> to the point where like everyone knew it was like me. Yeah. So like that was like my favorite quote then. I'd say my favorite quote right now is live your life full of oh wells rather than what ifs. Because regret kills you more than anything else in the world. So it might as well just say fuck it and do it rather than just think about it for the rest of your life. Like, oh, maybe I should have done that. So if you're like, cause how my mindset is now, it's like, if, if I have to think about doing something more than two or three times, then I'm just gonna do it. Because that means it's important enough to me where I keep thinking about it. So I might as well just do it. <laughs>